Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is the ESPN nationally broadcasted morning drive show. Okay? Big time. So when we do our mock draft, day one, we had Mel Kuyper Jr. with us. Day two, Jordan Reed, ESPN NFL draft analyst, analyst joins us. Good morning, Jordan. Good morning, guys. Pleasure being here. Great to have you. We're going big. It continues. The first four picks were yesterday, and now we get to pick five. Here are the, here's the pick, the most important pick so far. My New York Giants are on the clock, and we have Chris Canty with the pick. And with the fifth pick in the KJM mock draft, the New York football Giants select Trayvon Walker, defensive end, Georgia. New Giants general manager Joe Shane will be tempted to trade down from the fifth overall pick. But if Walker's on the board, he's going to run, not walk, to turn in the card because of the dominant traits that he's shown from an athleticism standpoint as well as the versatility that he's shown on the tape at Georgia. Trayvon Walker, defensive line, Georgia. Now, Trayvon Walker is enormously talented. He's gifted. You know, I think about 6'5", 270, 275, running 4'5", long arms. Coach it up, put him in the right position, and now maximize all that talent and ability at the pro level against the best in the world. That's why, to me, he's one of the more intriguing prospects in this draft. Jordan Reed, what do you think? Really, really interesting selection, but it makes a lot of sense. Trayvon Walker is six foot five, two hundred and seventy-two pounds, has all the physical traits that you want at the position, running four five nine and a forty yard dash, jumping through the roof at the combine. And with general manager Joe Shane now at the helm with the New York football giants, it makes a lot of sense just because when he was in Buffalo, they weren't scared to take projects at the position. And yes, I know it was the back end of the first round with players like Gregory Rousseau from a year ago. But Trayvon Walker has those overflowing traits that you love to see at the position. It's just a matter of getting all that potential out of him to help reach his ceiling. I think when you look at Trayvon Walker, he certainly has a high ceiling for a defensive end. You hear the guys talk about his frame, six foot five, 275 pounds, sub four, five, as fast as a, as a wide receiver with a 37 inch vertical and hand size, 11 inches. Get about that, Max, 11 inches on a hand size. Think about the slap to the face of an offensive tackle trying to get this guy. Yes, at Georgia, he played in and out of the lineup up and down at times, but this is certainly a must-get for your New York Giants. All right, I'm with it. As long as it's not Thibodeau, Key talk me out of Thibodeau. Okay, time for the sixth pick. The Carolina Panthers are now on the clock. All right, so the, the Panthers on the clock. Here's Josh in South Carolina with a pick for the Panthers. With the sixth pick in the KJM mock draft, Carolina Panthers select Charles Cross, left tackle. I believe they do this because they ultimately end up trading for Baker Mayfield. Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State. Very good left tackle, excellent in pass protection, that Mike Leach system. It would be great to bring in Cross here. It's a little rich for my blood, but it's an offensive tackle position that you really need. Charles Cross makes the most sense here, I think, for the Carolina Panthers. Would certainly help Sam Darnold, that blindside protector, which he's tremendously experienced at, in that pass-happy Mississippi State offense. So Charles Cross would be hard to overlook here. Jordan Reed, your analysis. I'm surprised they went across here over some other players that were already on the board in the Kim Aquanu and then also Evan Neal, but it makes sense as far as them going offensive tackle. 
Now they have to prioritize getting a veteran quarterback in there just because they can't go back out there with Cam Newton, Sam Donald, or P.J. Walker for another season just because Matt Rule has to win next year. So you get the best pass protector in the NFL draft this year in Charles Cross. When you look at Charles Cross, yes, he is long arms, very good on the perimeter, protecting the blind side of the quarterback in that Mississippi State passing game. You don't have to worry about it as much what the Carolina Panthers want to do. Certainly has quick feet, very smooth and fluid at the point of attack. I like this selection at the offensive tackle spot. Don't know if he's the right guy, but I think the position is the right position for the Carolina Panthers at six. Oh, they left some nice players for my New York football giants. It is time for the seventh pick. My giants are back on the clock. They took fourth. Here is Dave Rothenberg. With the seventh pick in the 2022 KJM draft, I think it's imperative the Giants improve that offensive line, and they will. The New York football Giants select Ikem Ikwanu, offensive tackle, North Carolina State. Ikem Ikwanu, offensive tackle, North Carolina State. I love Ike Ikwanu. Uh, he gives you that great uh, left tackle. He could be a right tackle, guard. I think Ikwanu is, is one of the three best players in the draft. I think offensive tackle is a need, so so there's no problem here. I love it. Now, I said uh, the Giants took fourth. They took fifth, of course. Trayvon Walker, you heard Chris Canty pick him fifth just moments ago. Now, Iquanu, Jordan Reed. My Giants get Iquanu, too. I love it. Max, you should be jumping for joy if Iquanu falls this far in the draft just because I think he's one of the two best players in this draft class. They have a need at offensive tackle opposite of Andrew Thomas. They continue to address the trenches from a character, background, size, and then just skill set perspective. He's one of the cleanest draft prospects overall. He has that nastiness that you want at the position. He finishes people on the ground, and then he comes back to the next play and tries to do the exact same thing, which is what they need in New York. Who's the other one? You said top two. Who's the other one? Top two players. Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson is one, and, and, and Iquano's the other one. Okay, got it. Sorry, Keith. Correct. If you think of Max gets all giddy about the Giants, if you think about Iki Aquanu, <laughs> one of the things that they certainly need is is pass pro protection. If he's on the board sitting there, that's a steal. But here's what I would say: the Carolina Panthers, if they took Charles Cross, now you have Iquanu dropping the number seven, which is a little bit of a drop because there's some other needs that the Giants need right there. But this is the top guy on the board. You have to take him. All six foot four, three hundred and ten pounds of him. He was a road killer. For the, uh, for the Wolfpack of North Carolina State, I see him making a big difference if the Giants get him. Oh, I love it. All right. Now. The Atlanta Falcons on the clock with the eighth and final pick for today. We do four picks every day. Here's former Falcons wide receiver Harry Douglas. With the eighth pick in the 2022 KJM mock draft, the Atlanta Falcons select wide receiver from USC, Drake London. Drake London, wide receiver, USC. Drake London from USC is my favorite receiver. I think he is scheme proof at six foot five, 88 catches in only eight games. He's great in the red zone. He's great at 50 50 balls. He just kind of post guys up, almost like a little bit of a bigger Michael Thomas. If I had a young quarterback, some of these guys sometimes struggle with that pinpoint accuracy, especially in the red area where things get tight. Like, I want 6'5", I want a small forward down there so I can just throw the ball up to, and that's Drake London. Jordan Reed, how'd he do? 
He did good. And, you know, with that roster, I think along with Houston, it's probably the worst roster entering next season. I think they just need to add playmakers. That's exactly what Drake London is. He's that big go-up-and-get-it type of target. But he's just not that guy that plays above the rim. He can separate in the intermediate and then also the short areas. He gives you plenty of yards after the catch, too. And this is a roster that just needs playmakers. And also, with Drake London, he brings that to the forefront. Really reminds me a lot of Michael Williams when he was coming out of Clemson. It's an interesting pick for, for me in Atlanta. Now, I'm all on board for somebody taking a USC Trojan, especially at the receiver position. But when I look at Kyle Pitts, a guy that they took out of Florida who gives them the red zone target, the big body presence, he can play inside, outside, he can detach from the formation. You're now pairing him up with a very similar player in Drake London. I'd like to see Atlanta go get a speed demon. Maybe this is a little high and a little rich for a guy like Chris Olave at Ohio State who can pick him up and put him down. Jameis Williamson out of Alabama, even though he's coming off an ACL, you'll get him at the end of the middle to the end of next season, which for whatever reason, it may be worth your money because if you're the Atlanta Falcons, just like Jordan said, you're not going anywhere anyway because you need so much help and to build that roster, I just think it's a little bit of the same that you already got in Kyle Picks. But if Atlanta takes it, I'm all for it. So, Jay, what do you think about the Giants' picks? Trayvon Walker, you got your pass rusher, and you got your offensive tackle, who apparently can also play guard, right? So, what do you think? If Aquano comes down to that position, Max, like as a Giants fan, I literally, the whole time you guys were doing this, I was jumping up and down. I was clapping my hands because I think that's a massive win. I mean, I, I don't see him dropping that far. But if it did happen that way, I, I would be like a giddy little kid because I think you get everything that you need. The only other thing I'd want is for the Giants to trade up into the first and grab Linderbaum, too. I want shock and awe on the offensive line. I want to have all pros everywhere you look, and I want starters backing them up. I want them deep, and I want them top-notch. That's right. And then we'll figure out quarterback later because I don't think Daniel Jones is the future, but we'll see. That is Jordan Reed, ESPN NFL Draft Analyst. Jordan, thank you very much, as always. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you, guys. So, New York Giants, Chris Canty takes Trayvon Walker, defensive end out of Georgia. Carolina Panthers, Josh in South Carolina, picked for them. Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State. At seven, Giants take again. That trade for the Chicago Bears. That's how the Bears wound up with Justin Fields and the Cowboys wind up with Micah Parsons, by the way. Uh, Dave Rothenberg, look, uh, Icky Aquanu was there. He took him out of NC State. And Harry Douglas, our very own, drafted for the Atlanta Falcons, Drake London, SC wideout, considered the best wideout in the draft, although his key says they have pits already. Maybe a speed guy would be better there. Day three of our mock draft is tomorrow at this time. Don't miss it. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. In a a second, Jay's going to tell you whether or not Trey Young is a superstar and why he's got real concerns about the heat. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Trey Young got bullied last night. I know he had 25 points on 20 shots, but they sped him up. They played so fast. I I don't have Trey Young as a superstar. I don't. And it's not a knock. I think there are levels to this, and I'm going to break down what the levels to superstardom in the NBA actually are, Max. That's what we're doing. Trey Young does not qualify. No, he does not. Yeah. Ooh, am I am I gonna get in trouble? Best songs ever heard. Am I gonna life. get in trouble for saying that Trey Young is not a superstar? What world are we living in? 
We just had Pat Costello's mom on this show. Linda Costello, she's a teacher of teachers, Max, for you. She's a teacher's teacher. And she was able to name five players, five players who transcend basketball today as a casual fan. Jay's got you stuck off the realness. So just try to tell him, Max. That's right. Try to tell him. Why isn't – is that enough – is that alone disqualifying that a casual can't – doesn't know their name? Well, casual needs to know who you are. Like, you have to pop. First off, let me say this about the game last night because I have to say it. And Miami Heat fans have been coming at me, and I still stand by my note that I do not think you can win an NBA championship with Jimmy Butler as your number one option. So hear me when I say this, Miami Heat fans. The fact that Jimmy Butler had to get 45 points last night for you guys to beat Atlanta at home by 10 only lets me know that I don't think Miami has what it takes to win the Eastern Conference. Preach. It only lets me know, right? Mm. Jimmy Butler, incredible performance. I love Jimmy Butler, one of the best two-way players in the game. But it took him 45 for you guys to hold off Atlanta, and Atlanta got in through the play-in. Like, if that doesn't speak about where this team is, like does that mean that they have enough to compete with the Celtics, enough to compete with the Milwaukee Bucks, the 76ers? Like, I, I just realistically don't see it with Jimmy Butler as your number one guy. And I love their culture. Best culture in basketball. I just think they're missing one pivotal piece, like that superstar that can take him to a next level. That's all. Yeah, it's a uh, by committee, and your best player by default is probably Jimmy Butler. Key, do you think Miami, given the defense, Spolstra's coaching, it's a Pat Riley organization, if everyone contributes and Jimmy Butler has some games like this, you don't think they could do it? I don't think they can win an NBA championship. I think they can push. They can push everybody else that's in the East. Uh, I, you know, Spolster's a pretty good coach, schematic wise, and the things that they can do from a schematic standpoint. I think that's a plus. Pat Riley's not coaching. He certainly may give some input. He's involved in the organization, running the organization. But Spolster is the one that's on the bench, and we've seen the Miami Heat play tough at times down the stretch, not only on defense. But if you remember, Tyler Hero grew in front of us in the bubble. I know it was the bubble, but everybody was in the bubble. So it just goes to show you that a coach makes a world of a difference if they know what they're doing from an X and O standpoint. I'm not going to completely discount them and count them out, but I'm not going to count them in either. Here's I, it, Matt, yeah, Go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry, Jay. No, no. It, I was going to say I love the Miami Heat. I love their culture. Like, look, I, I – Nick Arison and I have an incredible relationship. I respect the hell out of what him and Mickey Arison and the culture that they built with Pat Riley. And they, they play hard each and every possession. And I, I do think that Jimmy has found a culture that really matches his own style. It just still feels like this team is missing something when you watch them play. Like They don't have that, that guy that you know you need a critical bucket against a top-tier defense, not an Atlanta defense, a top-tier defense like a Milwaukee <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not sure they have an answer look, for that. Look at the way Pat Riley's done it since he got a little piece of the team and became the coach at the time and then the GM, the president, and all that stuff. First, it was Tim Hardaway and Alonzo Mourning, right? Big and a little back then. That was the, that was the a point guard in the center. That was the formula that Pat Riley knew from Magic and, and Kareem. And then whoever he could find, Martin, you know, whoever it was there, Ron Harper, Doc Rivers, and Patrick Ewing, right? He got the best point guard and best center he could get his hands on, put them together, and they were great but not good enough to win a title. Then later on, he gets Dwayne Wade and Shaq. Okay, now he's got the formula again, but Dwayne Wade is souped up. 
to Tim Hardaway and Shaq souped up to Alonzo. Now he wins a title. Then he gets LeBron later with Wade and Bosh, right? He's got super-duper star in LeBron and another huge star in Wade and an MV- finals MVP. This team is not that. This Pat Riley team is more like the Alonzo Mourning, Tim Hardaway team, right? Where, yeah, excellent, but you need a best player who's a little better than that. I want to get to Trey Young for a second, Jay. Do you think he's capable? I think he is at home of, you know, having one of those 45-point nights where you steal one so you, don't, so you take the gentleman sweep instead of the sweep. AI did it in the finals against the Lakers. Kobe did it in the finals against the Pistons just to let them know you're there. Is he capable of that? Yeah, he is. I mean, he's a prolific scorer. If you actually look at the last two games, though, what they've been doing, they've been extremely physical with him. Last night watching the game, he just played super fast, right? This is a game of tempo. And typically, Trey Young is in control of the tempo, the pace in which he plays. And last night, they had him playing at 130 miles per hour, which is the reason in these two playoff games, he has more turnovers than assists. He's shooting 12% from the three-point line. He's shooting 34% from the field. So because they're speeding him up and they're being physical. And that's, I mean, credit the Miami Heat and their culture key. Like, there's some dudes who just dogs each and every possession. That's how they beat you. Yeah, and, he, and, and look, Trey Young burst onto the scene to a degree before our eyes because it's New York. He beat the Knicks, MSG. Ah, everybody's Trey Young. You put him ahead, put him in front of everybody else. He started to look like a mini Steph Curry to us because of the, the ability to shoot the ball deep, do all of those sort of things. It almost became a challenge a year ago. I could do it better than you. I think you can still a game. I think he is a really, really good player. But I don't believe that you can win a championship with a guy that's that size as your most dominant player. I just don't see it. I've never seen it. Uh, Steph Curry had a little bit of help. Plus, he's a little bit bigger than he's six he's a lot, and a half, Yeah, he's a lot four, bigger. Yeah. He's a lot bigger than than um, Trey Young. Trey Young. You know so when when you start to look at it on the surface, you say to yourself, he's a really good player. But unless he gets a number one alpha dog outside of him, yeah. it's just he's just going to be a playoff type guy. It's so interesting to me. These guys write their own scripts. Like you think you know the way the world works. Steph Curry can't win a championship. He's six foot three. He shoots from where? He's not a good defender. He's not going to. But Bob Myers, like that whole organization's like, we're drafting this guy. We're going to build a championship around this guy, right? And it worked. And then all of a sudden, the world changed. We were living in the modern NBA or postmodern NBA, where where Steph Curry reinvents the game in a way or or pushes it forward. These guys write their own scripts. Can Jimmy Butler be the best player in an NBA? Nah, we don't. Th- oh, wait a minute. Like, let me ask you something. Jay, is Dwayne, would Dwayne Wade qualify back in the day as a superstar? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He Wade had County? to write. He had to write that script himself. He had to go out at six four, right, and and paired with Shaq. It's true, but he had to be the best player on a championship team. He had to have the greatest finals performance post MJ, right, averaging all those points and winning the game again. And and he had to go out and do it. You, the script's not written. You got to write it. Is Trey Young in? I didn't think, I didn't think Steph Curry would when he was young, right? He's not going to change the game. He did. Is Trey Young good enough? Do you think to surprise you? Could he possibly? Do you see something no. there where you're like, I'm not expecting it, but maybe. Is I, he getting another Shaq? 
I, I think they're missing. I mean, look, it's also about the moves that the front office makes around you, though. You know what I mean, Key? So yeah, Bob so Myers. Saying, is he getting? If you get somebody that some is guys? another level above where Bogdanovich is, right? When Bogey starts playing, they actually play a lot better as a team. Mm-hmm. But it, you know. Could Hunter be that player that goes next level for them or bring somebody else in? Because they did just get to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I want to remind people. Yeah, they got they, all the way to they, the Finals they got last year. To the Eastern Conference last year. They got to the Finals last year with a banged-up Brooklyn team that, you know, the banged-up Brooklyn team that didn't really – I mean, Kevin Durant was there. but So you got past that, a Boston team that was playing like they forgot how to play basketball. I mean, they beat Philly. Yeah, but Philadelphia was still, I mean, think about it. Ben Simmons, all that whole, it was like a whole deal going on in Philadelphia. I I look at it and say to myself, until they get another all-star USA basketball gold medalist Hall of Fame type player, Trey Young ain't gonna be able to one do thing it. I'll say, guys, yeah, he can't do it. One thing I'll say, he ain't gonna be able to do it. The next guy doesn't always look like the last guy. What I mean by that is, who would have thunk it? Like Draymond Green, who would have thought like well, a guy who kind of plays a little bit like Anthony Mason, like he's gonna be the 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 he's gonna be the key to the thing that 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 makes this thing go to the next level with Steph, right? And then Clay also turned into the best version of what he could have been. Like we, it's hard to say exactly what Trey Young needs or the kind of player who might come in and help well, you just Can Atlanta it. find them. I, who knows what you that guy looks like? You, but, but you just said it when you described the two dudes that's in Golden State. Yeah, but they but that just didn't, describe what he needs. But what I'm saying is we know that now. But back then, small ball with a, a guy who's six foot six playing center didn't exist, right? They invented it. Maybe Atlanta can come up with something that complements Trey Young in a way we're not anticipating. Because I'll tell you one thing: I know he's derivative of Steph. He's he, the dude ain't scared, and and he's done. He's gone farther than I thought he would go already. I'm just saying he's still very young. So look, first off, no no one player is doing it by themselves. Like that that's what made Le- LeBron. I mean, LeBron was the closest thing we've ever had to that, mm-hmm. right, uh, when he was with the Cavs. So let's say that first and foremost. Number two, like, they also did have a lot of injuries this year. You talk about Jonathan Collins only played 54 games. You talk about, you know, uh, Lou, Lou Will has been hurt. You know, DeAndre Hunter, Hunter uh, has played 53 games. So they, they dealt with injuries as well. The, I like the core of their team, though. Real talk, man. I, I like what the future looks like for Atlanta because they have assets in which they can get big-time players there, or it could be – Due to their farming system, they get the best player and it continues to build. You like Nate McMillan? I do. Okay. I like him thus far. Yes. Key and I Jay do. got a beef, not with each other. Wait till you hear the challenge they may be up against. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. I know Perk weighs 300 plus pounds. I ain't trying to see Perk. I don't want that. No, I, I, let's I, I get don't, realistic. I don't, like, I'm not, uh, I'm not stupid. No, man, we're not dumb. All right, listen dude, to this. Eight feet tall. Then two yeah. of them Four combined weigh 630 pounds. And on top of that, they're violent. This ain't... NBA, this is real street, real street basketball. Like, like, like I'm talking about hard fouling, elbows. You, you hear that <laughs> violence in his voice? <laughs> Streets, uh-uh. elbows. Uh-uh. Why would I mess with the moneymaker, man? Why would I mess up his face? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I don't know. Andrew Perkins and Marcus Spears. What a, what a day for some Bob Marley. That's what I'm talking here. about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. One love, huh? One one love, Max. One love, man. All day to you, my More brother. More like, <laughs> it ain't all bad, <laughs> but it ain't all good, homie. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Max. Kendrick Perkins exactly. and Marcus Spears. <laughs> look, swag, look, this is how this all started, okay? Barton Hahn, you want to check them out, by the way, noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. Um, Alan Hahn and Bart Scott were talking about playing two-on-two pickup, right, in a half court, obviously, and they're talking about what, you know, tandems at ESPN could they, you know, would they face and could they beat them all? And they were like, yeah, we'll beat everybody, da-da-da. And when they get to Key and Jay, they start talking about it. It's like, hold on, Key and Jay are like, oh, time out. Jay will, Key can play. And then Jay will, everyone calm down. So, you know, they went back at, at Barton Hahn, but then – we're thinking about all the different pairings, and that would include Kendrick Perkins and Marcus Spears, Swagoo and Perk from the Swagoo and Perk podcast. So this is their response to the thought of playing Key and Jay two-on-two. Listen. Bro, what are they talking about? They both too small. Look, I'm, I'm past that stage where I'm done playing games or trying to show somebody what I can do. Nope. Or show somebody that got doubts that I can handle the ball. I'm keeping this simple. And I'm getting the game over with. And yeah, layups. Whoever Jay will go ahead and you going to the block. And ain't nothing gonna happen. Ain't nothing gonna happen. But layups. Yeah, <laughs> but layups. So so key my big old G Keyshawn talking about I, I ain't worried about I ain't worried about spills. It ain't no they I said one on one to fifteen, you get the ball first, wherever you wanna play. Perk. They always think that I'm just going to turn my back to the basket and post people up. That's what I want them to think. I want them to think that. Well, there you have it. Look, first of all, I'm not worried about Marcus. Marcus is a good athlete. But look, man, I I would love for him to face me up and think he's going to go by me. He may run me over and I may fall. He might step on my shoe, Jay, or something like that. 
But as far as just thinking he get ready to fake, come on, man, stop. I, I get it. You ain't gonna never be able to jump higher than me. So that that in itself is a is a wrap for for Marcus. And as far as Perk go, I'm, you think I'm a damn fool? I just look like this. Dude won NBA titles, man. Dude as big as a bear. What the hell do he I think the five. I'm getting ready? Nah, Please, Max, man. You know what, Max? Uh, Key, I've had some time to sit on this and think about it. There ain't no way in hell Big Perk and Marcus Spears would beat us, Key. I didn't say that. I'm because, not going to play them um, to give them a chance Jay, to. Jay. They, they, if we if we shot for ball, number one, we're going to get ball. And we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Yeah, we're going to beat. Gonna get, they're going to get a chance to get an offense, it, Max. It, but I know, but Jay, the problem the is this. You know why, Max? I'm I'm, ta- I'm gonna I'm gonna di- I'm gonna draw up a computer diagrammed play mm-hmm. where Key and I are gonna run around for five minutes they get before tired. we take the first shot. <laughs> we're gonna break them down endurance wise, and then we're gonna score easily from the outside. Yeah, we're gonna always get the the ricochet off the rim. We're gonna we get the long rebound. Here's the problem. You're facing an NBA champion center, and then Marcus Spears is the second guy. You can't miss a single shot. You can't miss a single shot, guys. I'll, hey, man, look, I'm out here shooting 25. It depends on where the ball bounces at, though. As, as wide as Perk is, the ball might not bounce I'm not gonna his you, I'm not going to let you talk yourselves into this one, guys. No, you know, no, I'm, no, with no, you I'm talking no, myself no, into it. I'm not stupid, Max. Yeah. I can't get around this dude. <laughs> right. No, I'm going to be okay? stupid. Tell, I know that. Tell them to bring their ass on the court, too. Oh, oh. Perk can get some of this smoke. And I like my face. So I'm the fact have... that Perk is a very aggressive center, mm-hmm. my face is too pretty to go through battle. <laughs> I'm going to have Perk sweating out there. I'm going to have him sweating so hard. Imagine. Oh, I hope it's a hot day, too. Oh, Lord. I Here's hope the it's problem, Key. Like, if, if, if Jay keeps talking like this, I'm going to have to get his back, man. I'm going to have to be like, yeah, Jay. <laughs> I don't, come on, Jay. There's don't no do other choice, Max. I got Jay back. I'm going to do it, but I don't want to get hurt. I'm running up the chimney. I want all the smoke, Perk. You hear that swagoo? I'm running up got the chimney. Six hundred pounds of Santa Claus coming right back down on the ch- down the chimney, right on your head. No, you light Get out of the you, way. You light, man. You light. See? That's seven. That's about seven feet. Man, I'm gonna take Perk. I'm gonna take Swagoo out the night before. Yeah, I'm gonna have him a good time. I'm gonna have him tired, hungover. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a right. Look for at him, the size Max. of these dudes. You think you're gonna have them tired if you go out drinking with them? Guess what's gonna happen? Max, first off, I know that I know the size of them. I play with dudes. In the NBA, no. I'm saying or, if you go out and side. if you go out and you, you try to you know like you know get them drinks and stuff. Those dudes look at yeah. just just do the math, man. You're gonna feel oh, it worse on, the Max. next day than them. No, Max, Max, that's why I know you give them. I have water. I give them vodka. You I know, see, hey, come on, man. Hey, you know, this is this veteran like game, man. Right. Hey, how you're trying to play games? I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win championships. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think in this case you got the Barton Hahn championship wrapped up. Let's not push our luck here. I know that's a, that's what happens. You know, you get those uh, what are they call beer muscles. You know what I mean? That's that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, liquid here. courage. Too hyped up on caffeine. I've had too many cups of coffee. You got liquid courage in the form of <laughs> caffeine. Yeah, Key. I, I think I'm with you, man. Just leave them two alone. Take anybody else. Leave those two alone. Hey. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. Man, I can't do it. Nice. Was was Key's suit that he wore when he when he was drafted? Was that a, the greatest suit ever or the worst suit ever? Because there's a difference of opinion. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, back in one minute. Keyshawn. Why would I mess up this fake? J. Will. What up, baby? And Max. We could just talk about pizza if you want. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So uh, you guys are in Chicago. I have a lot of boxing stuff to tape uh, tomorrow. You guys went to Chicago. You traveled yesterday after the show, huh? Yes, sir. I got got on the plane yesterday after the show, went through the airport. First of all, I had to drive around LAX five times because of all the construction to find a parking space. And then I finally found the valet, so he was able to do it. Then I walked over to Terminal J, get something to eat. We tried to get to the furthest corner where nobody was at. A couple came and sat right by me and asked the question that everyone would ask. What would you think that would be, Jay? As they sit next to me, they would ask the question. Are you, are you vaccinated? Are you Keyshawn, Keyshawn Johnson? Johnson? Yeah, that's what I thought. So now I got to hurry up and eat my food to get up because they literally are sitting in my lap. Then I get on the plane. Well, how come you to put the mask on? I was it, eating. It, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I wasn't worried about that. And I get on the plane. Now I don't have my mask on. Now I got to get on a call with Pat and everybody. You're flying to Chicago. I'm getting ready to fly to Chicago but you're already on the plane. I got to talk to Pat and him. It's 1230. It's time to get on the conference call to get the show rolling. And as I'm talking, everybody's passing me by. And there's a lady that's sitting, that comes through the aisle. She literally stops at the edge of my seat and stands there for 30 seconds looking at me because I don't have a mask on. She had a mask on all the way up to her eyeballs, you know. And I'm sitting there. And I'm like, why are you staring at me? Like, okay, yes. And she's like, with attitude, like making a signals with her mask in her hand let me know i need to have a mask on so right then and there i'm like okay i see and so i whispered to pat and then i said pat these people here are sitting on because i didn't want her to hear me it was just it was crazy had an issue with me because i wasn't wearing a mask yeah that's gonna yeah yeah we're still in a weird place i uh, it felt like yesterday like a, don't get on the plane then like leave your mask on yeah i, I was fine i'm fine with whatever you want to do you don't want to wear a mask you want to wear a mask you want to wear a protective shield you want to go in a hazmat suit? Whatever you want to do, do you. I got nothing to say to nobody. I'm just trying to do my my, my own business. But look, Key, if I'm on a cell phone and I'm at the Delta Lounge, don't shiss me. This woman came over to me and said, shh. Why? Were you I'm being like, I'm on the loud? phone. No, I was talking the way I'm talking like this, Max, to you. Wait, on you were doing a radio Bart hit, though, right? I was doing a radio hit with Alan and Bart on their show about us having our two-on-two game. And I'm like, uh, just mind. I just people just mind your own business. Mm. That's all. M O B. They'll stop yelling M-Y-O-B. at everyone's I ear and, and getting everyone sick, and they'll mind their own business. You two. All right, listen. Key and Jay's travel struggles here on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. We have choose your own adventure coming right up, guys. We, what are we talking about? CP3's bad luck. Key's bad suit. Oh no, it's a good suit. Is Trey Young a superstar? What are we going to be talking about? Ten seconds. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. 
Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Key has that style. He has that freshness. That's all. Sports yeah. Illustrated. Key had a whole it. article about your draft suit and how it was ahead of its time. I'm like 180 pounds and I got like a 5X. <laughs> so I had my entire family outfitted. Were they all in the mm. suit with you or they were in different suits? Because you have a big suit. You can fit a lot of people that's in that. About, hey, Max, that's about right. Did you see Jay's draft suit? Oh, yeah. I, yeah Jay's I had, I had waist was the size of his daughter's. The rest of the pants were huge. The jacket was all the way down to his knees and he didn't even have it made. Like it was that. a tuxedo, baby. That's how it was time to party. It was unbelievable. Man, it's so true how style has changed. Like, I remember the first time, guys, I went out and got a normal fitting pair of jeans as an adult. And I couldn't even, like, they, I put them on in the store. I was like, I can't wear these, man. This looks ridiculous. But they look normal. But I was so used to wearing, you know, baggy, baggy clothes. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, what are we going to talk about in this extra content here? Sorry, in this uh, in this last segment here, choose your own adventure. KJM versus Swagoo and Perk, really just KJ versus Swagoo and Perk. Eighteen percent of you want to see, want us to talk about Keyshawn and Jay taking on Swagoo and Perk two on two basketball. Twenty three percent of you want to see, want us to talk about, is whether or not Trey Young is a superstar. You hit us up at at KJ and Max. You produced the last segment of the show. Twenty nine percent. Talking about CP3's bad luck, Keith talks about how some people, you look at him and go, nothing good ever happens for that guy. And that feels like CP3 just snake bit. But 30%, 1% more, want to talk, Key, about your draft day suit. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah, well, I don't understand what was wrong with my draft day suit. In 1996, I had the satin silk, pinstripe, tan with brown, it was Stripes silk? in it. Yeah, it was satin silk. Damn. Don't, yeah, it was cold-blooded. <laughs> yeah. It was cold-blooded. Well, that's some pimp-like stuff <laughs> out there on draft. Very, very pimpish. <laughs> Jay, very pimpish. I had, the, I had the gator belt on with the gator shoes brown. Oh, my Lord. With the diamond stud in my Ooh. ear with the roly iced all the way. You couldn't. The thing was so icy. If I dropped it in water, it froze. That's just, it, it was so crazy. And, you know, you're the number one overall pick. You talking that trash. At a time in 1996 when nobody had tailors as athletes. You read the Sports Illustrated article that's out. I had my own tailor who traveled to the draft with me and outfitted the crew and everything. Wait, dudes didn't have tailors back in the MJ, oh. MJ had tailors. MJ was at a different level. But coming I'm into the league. I'm talking about coming into, into the, the league. league. Oh, okay. Yeah, MJ, yeah. of course. Young on. pups, young yeah, pups. I'm talking about young pups that was ready to burn up their money. Yeah. They didn't have it. Well, you, you just allocated the payment you had beforehand towards the tailor. That's what. You, that's how you did it. Well, no, I just it was it was you know. Was they that gave SC money or up. was that NFL money you spent on no, the tailor? No, 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 no. We wouldn't. No, but but everybody everybody didn't understand the suit because it was such eye popping compared to other draftees prior to me. They didn't look like I looked. They didn't have the first of all. They didn't have a smile. Okay, and the good looks. That's number one. And then on top of that, they wasn't clean. It just was a whole nother look. You see, Max, Key is Key is so different because Key already grew up in L.A. in that Hollywood life. He had that. So for 99% of everybody else that gets drafted, they coming into Hollywood. You're like, oh, man, how does stuff really work around here? Key already came in with the blueprint laid out. Mm-hmm. No question. Like It's just it's a different. That's no, different. No, you know no what question. I mean? And so people, Max, looked at it. They was like, 
damn, he was fresh. You know, like, fly. Like, you could just, it was a statement where the newspapers in New York, the writers in New York was going crazy. You're talking about back page, front page. Not only about me as a as being drafted, but what I was wearing. They I mean, wrote stories, a lot of it, articles on what I was wearing. A lot of it today is if you go back to any period of time, the 1950s, 1970s, you got like the collars and the bell bottoms. It looks funny to people now, but at the time Absolutely. it was right. I, I, if you saw a picture of me from 1983, I had the Latigra, the exact same color as the Lees with the crease down the middle, and you know the Adidas with the with the shell the shell tops with the fat laces. Like, you know, but at the time, yeah, if you wore that, if you was wore that today, you're going to look like you got, if you wore that today, it's going to look like you got dressed in the dark. Right. But back That's then, I the felt fresh. Of. And key to my eyes, when I see it back then, I'm like, that was fresh. Man, that's fresh. Man, all you got to do is scroll through the pictures from the 90s, 96, 97, 98. Like, look at that three, four year period of time and look at the suits. I was looking through some stuff. Tim Thomas suit. When he got drafted in the NBA back in 1997, his seventh pick in the NBA draft, look at that damn suit he got on. Man, that suit, man, that thing about 10X. And then you look at Jason Kidd when he got drafted in 94, the tie he was wearing. What the hell was Jason Kidd thinking? I could just go through stuff in these in these articles and look at some of the stuff that some of these guys wore. Jay Will, when he got drafted. Look, Keith, I told you, Drew, Keith, Drew Gooden. Because, what was Drew Gooden wearing? Just because other people know. had bad suits doesn't mean that yours is automatically better. It's just you also had a bad suit along with all of no, these other bad suits. No, that is not true, Pat. That's not true. My suit was went silk. into my suit was silk. Not only that, <laughs> at the height, the All Star Cafe was popping in New York back in the nineties. They took my suit in on display in the All Star Cafe. I had the gold. Uh, first of all, I was double breasted. It was a three-quarter length uh, down to my kneecaps. Is Ulster Cafe, did they go out of business? Well, that may be because of the suits. Uh, the the <laughs> gold yeah, buttons. You talk about Michael Jordan earlier. If you look at the suits Jordan yeah. wore, which at the time I was like, oh, well, my he's God, still he's wearing the best them now, dressed and man a in billionaire. the world. So, but, but what I'm saying is back, alone, then, man. back then I was like, Jordan's the best-dressed guy in the world, but they were three times I, too big on It's the same thing. Yeah. <clears throat> it's right. the same thing. Right. I had Max. Versace was ridiculous. Right. I had the gold Versace lion head, lion head buttons on it. Oh, man, it was gold. <laughs> a cream, think about it, a cream suit with brown pinstripes tell me, tell with me gold really. buttons. How much it cost? How much it cost? I didn't pay, really? pay, 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 pay for the suit. suit. The suit. So who made the, the suit? suit? Wait, who made the Ron, suit then? Ron Finley from Drop Dead. He used to outfit, at the time, he was dressing GP, Robert Ory. Mm. The Diesel. It was a bunch of guys. He was dressing a whole bunch yeah. of dudes. But that suit was like, if, if I was to pay for it, I think it was about five or six Gs. Back wow. then. Yeah. Five or six Gs yeah, 30 then. years ago. Back, whatever back it was. then. It wasn't no Tom Ford. What, 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 who? Bro, wait, who? Exactly. Yeah, that was. but now everybody's skinnying up, looking like they if they move the wrong way, it's hey, going to rip. Key, let's be honest. Like, uh, nowadays, and by the way, I, I bought the skinny, not the skinny jeans, but like the tighter jeans and everything. It was so much more comfortable yeah. back then. Oh, it was so much more comfortable <laughs> to get dressed back then. You yeah, could move look around. Right, though. Yeah, don't, don't look, look so right, big, though. Yeah. Oh, God. It looks so big. Man, and then I can put got... my hand in my pocket. I feel like we knees. need to come to a happy medium, though, right? We got to meet. It's We got to start wearing. Like, I wish it would move in that direction where at least the clothes was com- were comfortable. They could fit and no, be comfortable. Comfy. No, they're, they're not comfy. anymore. Max, you're not uncomfortable when you wear If you buy a pair of jeans that look normal nowadays, they're too tight. They're going to laugh at you? They're too tight. 
Like the well, jeans they have to be are too somewhat tight. fitted, but they just can't be. You know, they can't be like it can't be snugged up on you. It's oh, up I'm on just you. saying, it's, it's, it's snugged always, up on you. It's too much. It was so much. You get a pair of Jabos back in the day. Oh, there were there was room. Everything was good. Yeah, it's like yeah, wearing it's sweatpants. The, it's, the, it's the fashion. It's the fashion trend, and it'll be interesting to see what a lot of guys wear next Thursday night yeah. when they're in Las Vegas at the draft. And see, a lot of people hot outside. Yeah, it's like, gonna be. Got to factor that into it, right? Oh, we got to do that. We got to do our draft my gear, wardrobe. You know, I'm working. I'm working the draft in Vegas for uh, for NFL Live and First Take and our show, obviously. And I've already laid out my gear, what I'm going to have on. What are you going to have on? I'm not going to be out there burning up. No, I got to be light, man. It got to be something light, I'm saying light. casual. Linen? Yeah, linen? I'm not going to be out there burning up. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to have some linen texture. No, run it back with the silk. No, man. No. <laughs> Who, who makes it? Who, who makes the a suit out of silk, silk nowadays? <laughs> when you said silk, I said what? You know silk? how heavy that suit was. That's always, I was the <laughs> damn lapels was touching my shoulder blades. They were so wide. <laughs> the lapels was way over here. It, it, looked, like, it was look, Russell Westbrook before like, Westbrook. It looked like if I dove out of a plane, I could fly. It was wings on them. <laughs> Come on, man. There's always stupid stuff. Never... Jay, you but remember? I was fresh. On the East Coast fresh. Key, I mean, and Jay, this is, I'm sure you were in this era, too. You're a little younger than us, but not like about like eight, ten years. But uh, summertime, you'd have jean shorts on with Tim's. It's blazing hot in the summer. Yeah, Why are we wearing construction boots in the summer? What were we thinking about? Yeah, people all hot, sweaty. People in New York on, still walking man. around like that. Yeah. They right. still walking around like that. People still though. wearing Tim's. No, you, they, they, they got only... up to Uptowns, the Air Force Ones, you know, the white on the white, on white low top. But but there was but a time Max, when, when the tens got when the tens got dirty though Max Ooh, yeah. I used to be mad oh yeah I'll be big man I mean, yeah, you get the beef and broccoli they didn't get ten dirty. buttons on them in the front though <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Carmelo suit he had like ten buttons I wouldn't dare put on a suit with ten buttons ten and you buttons. know what I can go over some people's house to this day and they uncles them. and stuff still dress like that. <laughs> Greeny coming up right now. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.